beating down my door with a baseball bat i'm not waiting for the cops yeah i'm calling the cops but i'm not waiting for and welcome (laughs) to the doubt and friend podcast the official podcast of doubt and friend podcast.com thanks so much for tuning in if this is your first episode hanging out with us we always want to say uh starting off our show saying thank you so much for hanging out uh what we do here is that we review a bunch of movies tv shows sometimes video games sometimes sports just a nice hodgepodge of everything uh all wrapped up in a nice little bow while having our favorite uh alcoholic or regular beverages uh so tonight we are going to be giving you our full review of serenity one of the newest films in theaters for right now um starring matthew mcconaughey Hey, uh, Anne Hathaway, and a few other people that we're going to mention later on. But before we get into our review, I'm going to toss it over to a bit of a roundtable to a couple of my best friends and introduce themselves. I have the mouth of the South, the marvelous Brylin. What's going on, man? What you sipping on? Uh, what else have you been watching? Good evening, everyone out there in podcast land. Um, I am currently sipping on some green tea. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to drink this week. And I'm kind of glad I didn't drink because we're reviewing this movie. Uh, so I'm just keeping nice and calm with some green tea right now. Uh, but uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff and my viewing habits have gotten super chaotic, even to the point where... I'll be watching half a show, and then I'll start watching another show and go back to watch the other half later. And so, uh, but one thing that really did stand out that I watched in its entirety was the finals of the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour on Twitch. And uh, this was like the culmination, the championship of championships of the entire year-long Dragon Ball Fighters tour that they had. And it was pretty neat how they set this up where they had seven regional or major events where each uh, champion of those events could win a Dragon Ball. And that Dragon Ball got them automatic entry into the tour finals. Uh, Granted, one person won four of the Dragon Balls. So there was only four slots that were guaranteed. But that led to something really cool was they set up these last chance uh, qualifiers. And so over this two-day period, they they got to choose the last four of the top eight players to go into the uh, brackets by going through these uh, uh, last chance uh, qualifiers. And there was one player that actually went through every single round of the last chance qualifiers. He won the last qualifier, and then he made his entire way through the loser's bracket to the grand finals and almost won the whole thing. Um, But alas, uh, the top player in the world, uh, Kazunoko, he won the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, he's uh, just pretty nasty, but this is a fun game to watch. So if you haven't watched the Dragon Ball Fighters tournament, it's really cool because the game is just 
very pretty. They capture those characters really well in their animation and like the different styles of fighting each character does. Uh, but overall, it's also fun to watch because there's a lot of cool strategy set up in this game and the action is really easy to follow. So it was definitely worth watching, definitely fun to check out as well. Nice. And you said you watched it on Twitch? I watched it on Twitch. Yeah. Nice. And that's always pretty cool. Great. Well, as always, it's great to see your face. I know as much as you love this movie, so I'm excited to uh, hear your thoughts on uh, reviewing Serenity. I'll toss it to my other best friend, but not as cool as Brylin, of course. Uh, the Shredder. What's going on, man? Uh, what uh, what you sipping on tonight, and what else have I been watching? Hey, how's it going? Um, I have tonight, of course, some rum. Which I forget the name of it because I looked at the case and that was a half hour ago and it's gone already. I've had this thing sitting in my my kitchen for like six months and I figured they were drinking rum the entire time. Might as well uh, finally bust this bottle open. It's okay. I wish I had a little bit of juice to spritz it up a bit. But say la vie. Say la vie? Yeah, also the French that they were speaking in this movie for no reason. Um, oh, that, that's... Let's we'll ta- yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to chat. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, so what I've been watching, um, ironically enough, nothing like like movie-wise, I feel like. I think I've ooh, watched something on Netflix recently, but I don't remember. It wasn't The Punisher. Um, what I've been mostly doing is playing either Spider-Man or South Park, The Stick of Truth, uh, which that is basically just a, you know, multi, multi hour long episode of South Park. And I've been losing my mind playing that game. Um, It's wicked easy, which is nice. Uh, You can kind of just cruise through and and enjoy all of the scenery. But that has pretty much been my obsession for the last couple days. Yeah, Stick of Truth is awesome. I still want to play Fractured Butthole. Yeah, I, I, I have it. Just ha- I got to get through Stick of Truth first. I just hear that all those games are so much fun. So big, big ups to the people who created those games in South Park. I'm glad those are still very entertaining. Yeah. My name is Warren. Uh, I will be your host for this evening. I am currently sipping on a classic vodka and cranberry mix. It's quite nice. Um, and what I ha- what else I've been watching? So I finally got a chance to start The Americans. Uh, have you guys seen the show yet? No, I've heard it's good. Uh, it is quite phenomenal. I'm currently on the season two. Uh, Emma got me into the show because she was raving about it. And I think we were watching the Golden Globes and, um, I want to say maybe Matthew Rice got, uh, nominated for something. Uh, but the show is absolutely, absolutely amazing. I think it's maybe six or seven seasons. I'm at season two. It's a very easy watch, um, about, you know, no spoilers, but. Go check out the show. <laughs> well, is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, definitely go check the show out. I mean, I feel like it's an easy watch for sure. I tried to. I started binging it while watching it on a plane when I'm traveling, and it's just very easy. I think that each episode's about mm, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it is a long season though, because each season's about 12 to 13 episodes, and there's seven. So if you only can do the math, that's probably going to take you some time um, to get through it. But it's very enjoyable. So I definitely would suggest everybody definitely go check out the show uh, and if you have checked out the show already I'm sorry that I'm late but we've been reviewing movies like replicas so I haven't had enough time uh, and with that I'm going to go and talk about my, my favorite section where we're going to dedicate a couple of sips to our healthy individuals out there so Brylin who are you dedicating your sip to tonight I'm dedicating my sip 
to the one and the only New England Patriots. Uh, may they win their sixth Super Bowl this coming Sunday. So, Bill Pelichick, Tom Brady, Gronk, Edelman, even Mr. PlayStation himself, Sony Michelle. Hope y'all do very well. Bring it home. We need another. Uh, we need another parade to go down the street. Blue, who are you dedicating your sip to tonight? Uh, Anthony Davis, please come to the Celtics in in, in change. I know I know oh. Anthony Davis is listening to this too. Uh, actually, this one should go to the Pelicans front office. We will give you Terry Rozier, and you give us Anthony Davis. How about how about that? That's not that's a that's fair. not a fair trade at all. Yeah, but. they're getting Rozier. We're only getting Anthony Davis. Send a sip though. Let's make it happen, Pelicans. I mean, what's okay. better, Dunkin' Donuts or Cafe Du Monde? Neither. They're both disgusting. Oh, get out of here with your your. There's nothing even from Buffalo. Get out of here. <laughs> Buffalo coffee can. Oh, bitch, we got wings. Street. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I do. There's it's nothing not from coffee. Buffalo. How many times you have Buffalo wings this year alone? All exactly. the days. It's all, the only thing I'm. It's the only thing I eat. I like boneless chicken. That's the okay. Uh, <laughs> I am de- I am dedicating my sip chicken to tips. Mackenzie Milton, uh, famous quarterback from UCF. Uh, if you're not aware, he actually broke his leg pretty severely to the point where he wasn't. Uh, they wasn't entirely sure if he was to be able to walk again. Um, so I think he just kind of completed his third or fourth successful surgery surgery within the last maybe month, month and a half. Um, so I'm definitely kind of excited. I, I can care less if this dude even goes back to playing football. I'm just hoping that he at least has a chance to kind of walk again and uh, regain his strength. Um, it'll be great if he does play football, like, like especially kind of moving on. But, you know, he was definitely looked at as being a Heisman candidate a uh, couple years now and you know, extra tragic tragedy happened. So, uh, kudos to you, my friend. I appreciate all the everybody kind of uh, supporting him. I'm definitely going to give you a big shout out. Um, hopefully, your recovery is going smoothly. So, thanks so much for what you do. And I appreciate it. And with that, we have hit our favorite section, our spoiler section. So we are going to be getting ready to talk about this movie, Serenity. Um, If you haven't seen it already, we want to tell you this is where we're going to be spoiling it. So if you don't really care too much about spoilers, we'll say go and press on. We're going to take a bit of a break. And when we come back, we will stay tuned for a full review spoiler edition of Serenity. And we the Down in Front podcast. I have Brylan. I have Blue with me. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are in our spoiler section. So if you have not seen the movie Serenity, we will be spoiling this movie for you. Um, directed by Stephen Knight, writing, writing, writer, excuse me, was also uh, Stephen Knight. It was written by, there we go, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, coming out of nowhere, left field, looking gorgeous as always. You know who was supposed and, uh, to be? Uh, that was supposed to be Uma Thurman talking about other left field choices. 
Oh no! That, yeah, right. That wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be- working in this movie is uh, <laughs> to be fair. To be discussion. fair. <laughs> Before we get into that, we do want to talk about a couple of sections. So, the, uh, as always, we usually talk about the acting and the characters, but we're also going to keep it a little bit more of a uh, kind of roundtable, kind of open discussion, uh, because some of the things do blend in together. So, as a whole, we'll be talking about acting and the characters, and then we'll get into a little bit more of the plot and story. But you also will kind of hear that also. Uh, so, without further ado, I'm going to toss it over to the mouth of the South and Brylin. Talk to me about this movie. Um, yeah, so I want to start with just like uh, some of the character work that we have in this movie. Uh, and I'll start with Matthew McConaughey, but um, oh, wow. Um, I'll say this, that every action that uh, McConaughey's character has in this movie, they call him uh, John or he goes by the name, um, what was it, like Billy Dennis or something like that? Uh, Baker, Baker Dill. Baker Dill. <laughs> um, That's not a name. <laughs> I feel like someone came up to McConaughey and said, hey, do you want an easy paycheck? And he's like, show me the script. He's like, good enough. And he signed on and he just asked him, can I just do my thing and y'all just start filming? And I feel like that's kind of what we get is Matthew McConaughey is just making the own the movie he thinks is in his head this whole time. Yo. But maybe he's doing it on purpose too, because I'll get into this character a little bit later, but the whole idea that I mean the whole idea of this movie is that the world we're actually going through with all this intrigue and suspense thriller and uh, and all this uh, adultery going on and everything is is a video game being made by a kid. And so it makes you decide whether or not, okay, is McConaughey doing this because he knows it's a bad movie, wants to ham it up, or is this actually the purpose of his character to act kind of this way? But he does some weird, crazy things. First of all, I mean, he's naked half the time in the movie, so there's just tons of McConaughey butt shots. He's just walking off cliffs into an ocean, diving in, and then swimming around and seeing his son underneath the water and trying to swim to him, but he can't. Um He's uh, holding a knife up to some fisher, some guys that rented out his fishing boat to catch a tuna and stuff, and they uh, and the, it's like he just freaks out on them for no reason, uh, and then he's drinking rum like twenty four seven in this movie too, and he's just constantly just berating people and just talking to people that like they're the scum of the earth. The way he like treats uh, Duke who's played by Jaiman Hansu, uh, is, is terrible. I mean, it's, it's like, he says like he, he's bad luck every time he takes me on the boat because he never catches like his white whale every time he's on the boat. But then he also blames it on the death of Duke's wife, why he's bad luck, which it makes no sense. Comes out of left field. It's no, it's has nothing to do with why he's upset. But it's a it's a weird way to take the movie and like treat those characters as well. Brian, first of yeah. all, so I, I think that literally that they dropped Matthew McConaughey on a debt like an island 
with a whole bunch of peyote. And then he just <laughs> smoked it for a weekend. And then they filmed it, which is why he's naked for the entire time. And uh, they just kind of edited in the rest of the film. Like they shot some stuff with Anne Hathaway and they shot the little, you know, the with film, the little kid. Um, almost said they shot the little kid. That didn't happen that we know of. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, everyone else, they just kind of like filled in the pieces to make it somewhat coherent. And this is all just like literally a fever dream. I will say this though, in defense of the movie, it almost feels like the dialogue is like what a bunch of NPCs from a video game would sound like if they started talking, like how many, how many like town squares have you been pulled into, you know, and you're like, Oh, oh traveler. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going <laughs> to buy some stuff. And it's just like, have you heard about the wares and, you know, Khajiit yeah. and stuff. Um, <laughs> but so like, but they also just tell you arbitrary stuff that either happened in the video game past or will happen in the future. And, you know, gives you like quests to go on. So it almost seems like someone was programming them this in and there's no playable character. You know, it's not like he's playing. Yeah. It's a simulation. It's not really a video game. Um, and it's, it just seems like that's how it's been constructed. And that's why nothing makes sense. But yeah. I think the other thing that I, I thought was kind of curious, because I was getting some real weird hints and vibes from Matthew McConaughey's character from Interstellar and Matthew McConaughey's character in this movie, uh, Serenity. It looks like he was kind of placed. He was the outsider, you know, quote unquote. It seemed like he was the outsider kind of, but definitely out of his element a little bit. And kind of once he started figuring out what's happening here, nobody else seems to want to believe him. So I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody else kind of picked up a couple of those parallels, but... The thing that I also thought was kind of weird was it seemed as though he was the only person, although he was a program, but it seems like he had his memories from when his son made him. So he was the only person aware besides another re another character by Reed Miller, um, unless everybody was programmed not to want to meet their creator. So um, I think already the story there was way too much stuff happening for right now for anybody to have any realistic character uh, development. And so I felt like everybody was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my best from what I know. And nobody tend to talk to each other. They just did their best from what they know on the actual screen. Well, yeah. Well, um, good. All right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean with McConaughey, it just seemed like his character just kept on devolving incoherently and not, making less and less sense as it went on so like after the t after the scene where uh he has sex with Anne hathaway and he's just he gets up he says i win and then starts this mumbling to the sky out in, in the back of his boat and you're just like what the hell is going on with this guy it's just so weird and there's like they have one throwaway moment where he is swimming in the ocean, and then you hear this whispered voice talking about machine learning and uh, genetic algorithms and, and artificial intelligence. And that's the only sliver of what his makes his character a little different than the others, that it becomes self-aware compared to the rest of them that seemed to be like adhering to whatever coding they were given. But also the simulation just kind of doesn't make sense and i want to definitely dive into that a bit more when we talk about the plot well, um did you want to talk about something about I, yeah I, I, I did i did want to uh elaborate a little bit on that point where um split the characters so i don't think necessarily 
McConaughey was like new more quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. Think about it is character classes. So uh, take Fallout Four for example. Um, when you pair up with McCready, uh, he has more to his character. There is more filled in. That's the developers wrote more lines for him, um, and he reacts differently depending on what you do more through the game. Uh, I think that's what McConaughey's character is. Essentially, he's a uh, sidekick that you pick up along the way that has more development time put into his background. Um, Versus the other characters, which are NPCs, which only basically do one function. You know, what is it? Con- uh, is it Constance? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. only sells fishing supplies. Uh, or or the bartender who does nothing else but serve drinks and say, you, you're sick. You should go to Dr. <clears throat> Bob. Which, send a sip to doc- Dr. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> okay. Okay, no. fair enough. Fuck uh, Dr. Bob. It's cool they referenced them in this. I mean, if Dr. Bob just popped up at the very end, I'd be like, fine, that makes more sense than anything else. But Guys, there was, there was a poll that came. He is the least liked character on that podcast. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> Dang. So, so I guess we'll agree that McConaughey was actually doing Jet this whole time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But um, there's other characters in this movie. So Anne Hathaway, uh, wow, as soon as she gets on the screen, it's just like kind of same odd feeling that she's this program of this kid's mom that just comes off as a bad Jessica Rabbit. And that's weird to say that she's trying to be like this sultry, like 40s era, femme fatale, damsel in distress, but also doing it in the worst way possible. And her whole motivation to say, I'll pay you, I'm going to pay my ex-husband $10 million to kill my current husband. And, but not, but it's like, it's okay. You don't have to get back together with me. Just get this guy out of my life. So, and I'll give you my, give you this, it's kind of like, I'll give you our son and I'm going to run away forever. It is such a weird way. And I'm like, I'm thinking of the whole time is like, if you're making a game like this or running a simulation like this, why would you care? Why would you program your mom to be like this? It was so creepy and weird. I mean, I I didn't get why she was hot. That was weird. But I I think he just programmed his mom for what she she looks like in real life. Uh, I I, I, I like... Blew it. I like your sort of rationale here. It's not making this movie any better, but it definitely it, it makes a bit more sense of why. Uh, I think, and you said it, you said it yourself, Brylin. I think some of these weak character moments and motivations are lacking. Like a lot of this stuff with a lot of these other side characters that uh, we will talk about, or lack of side characters basically everybody else except matthew mcconaughey what i'm saying <laughs> everybody else except matthew mcconaughey you've seen very um watered down uh unmotivated and didn't really make a lot of sense but going off of Blewett's point it definitely does make sense if they're not the main character of this video game this story right they're not the protagonist of it they're only going to do things that either aid or disrupt what the protagonist is trying to do and it could just be, oh, hey, you should have another drink or you should just do this. And it just feels kind of weak. Um, I really wish, though, that I, we don't know. I mean, I'm only speculating as blue it is. 
I think I'm only speculating. It definitely makes more sense of why it was kind of constructed that way. I just wish they gave us a bit more. Uh, I know we'll talk about in the story this of well of hey, that reasoning. Can, can anyone tells me tell me what the the lyrics to Heart Shaped Box mean? Isn't that you give you give your love away or something like that? No, it's a Nirvana song. So essentially, what we have here this 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 game or simulation or you know whatever we want to call it uh, being created by this kid. Uh, is his escapism. Um, and it, it kind of follows your classic thing where like he is using coding this video game and creating this character, these characters as an outlet. So it makes sense that he pours a lot into Matthew McConaughey because it's the lost father he never had. He's trying to reconnect with his father. He's trying to get to like the best sides of him, the sides that, you know, you know, he was a war hero. You know, he never died. Drinking a lot he, of rum. He was a war hero. He, he did manly things. He worked with his hands. You know, they even say uh, the Charlie Kelly's uncle line of like how big his hands were, you know, uh, the fisherman. <laughs> so it, this is this is a lost mm. boy that is trying to understand the world around him through an artistic endeavor. I mean, it's realistically no different than a scared Kurt Cobain writing about. I think that song was about abortion. Um, and about, I thought the song was about fatherhood. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's wrapped in and it's around the same time that, uh, Francis Bean was born, you know? And so here's a scared person. What was he? He died at 27. So he must've been 25 at the time. Here's someone who's scared and still somewhat childish, um, who's trying to understand the world around him. And that's what we see in this, this movie. Now, to me, I think they, they wrapped it up too nice. I hated that end scene, which I think we could talk into more, but it, it totally made sense where this person's just trying to cope with everything. And that's why everything feels weird. Like Anne Hathaway is like a very sterile character. You know, they had that scene where it says, Oh, she got beaten and she didn't even scream. Cause that in his head, that's what his mom's going through where obviously this is a repeat thing. She's never gone to the police. She's never screamed for help, you know? Um, and she's like a, basically a robot in that. I, I feel like I'm reading into this more than I, I am. I'm liking <laughs> where I'm going with this, but at the same time, like it, it does make sense when you look at it from someone who's trying to cope with, with trauma and how most of the time that turns out to some sort of artistic endeavor. I'll also say this, that they did this very real life and that most people on this planet that are dealing with trauma are not Kurt Cobain. They're not dealing with it in ways that millions of people enjoy. But I think you're reading into a lot of things and you're filling in a lot of gaps and holes that this movie definitely left. You've been sitting there (laughs) wondering and saying, oh, I'm now putting my own intellect and my spin on this movie. But they didn't show us that. I think you, Blue, it have to take that off just for a moment and see what was given to us. We have now we've lived with Matthew McConaughey's character. But we don't know why. We don't know these reasonings. We don't know who this kid Patrick is. We don't get any of that until over an hour and you know 35 minutes into the movie. So we're living in this movie for over 90 minutes. We have no fucking idea what's happening. So I get what you're saying, but it's a twist, though. It's a twist. <laughs> it's not though. I get what you're oh, saying. Oh, totally is a twist. 
I mean, I, we, uh, I don't I think, think it's twist understandable what this plot is about. It's just done terribly. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I mean, you're not that's, wrong. You're not wrong. I, I like <laughs> where this was going. Like, I like the story. I like at least what they were trying to do. I just think it was executed very, very poorly. Uh, and I think also the casting, everybody need to be recast in this movie. Except everybody. for, you know, McConaughey and I even liked Hathaway. No. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Iron Strong, Jeremy Strong was perfect. Is that Dweeb? Jeremy, Although oh, that I, Iron's not in this movie. No, which which Jeremy was it? Strong, Jeremy right? Strong. Yeah. Strong. Uh, although Who was that? Uh, the businessman. Oh, okay. Although I kept on thinking that was David Wayne the whole time. <laughs> There's a, a clip of uh, David Wayne in Stella where he's standing inside the rain, yeah. and that's all I could see was just when he was under the rain, just. But I think, I mean, going back to our characters, that was a huge tangent. Yeah. <laughs> going back to our characters, though, I at least appreciated what the movie was trying to do. It definitely was at least engaging character-wise. Um, I was curious to learn a bit more about these people, or not people, whatever, NPCs, whatever you want to name them. Um, I was curious to learn a bit more about them. Um, I think that fell flat very, very quickly because we didn't get, it didn't really, I didn't, I couldn't buy into the payoff. Um, I was also kind of filling in a couple of these gaps too, blew it of like, oh, is this like about time travel again? Or like, what? what is the mystery? What's happening here? How can he hear his son? What sort of weird connection? Is Reed Miller his son in, in the future time? That's why he kind of understood it. So I was plugging get in a lot of things to see oh maybe this movie's a little more interesting than it is it wasn't um so i was kind of kind of bummed about that yeah cool. like um i mean one of those characters that really develop at all is jason clark's character who's uh Anne hathaway's husband uh he's just really skeezy as fuck in this movie and it's just like every scene he's in he's just like that i guess early 90s like take on the like abusive spouse that you would see in every like suspense thriller that came out in the nineties. And he just cranks it to 11. So like just going around and his whole opening scene where he's just drinking and tells Anne Hathaway to take off the robe and he sees a scratch on her. He's like, what is this? And then he immediately decides to whip her with a belt because she has a scratch on her. Why? Who the fuck knows? It's just like, oh, this is what abusive spouses do. They find excuses to beat people, even if it's just something very minuscule as a scratch. Um, and it's uh, and it's just so weird that to that uh, the whole like dynamic between Jason Clark and Anne Hathaway just never really works because she she's we get the we get the uh, sense that she's been abused for about a decade so she's like kind of at this point where she's used to it but she knows like she's got to get out of it some way for some and like because of the programming she decides that going to her ex-husband and paying him 10 million dollars is the only way to do it which is weird as hell and um, no, no no it's the dad and so you have to think about this from the kid's point yeah, of view the war hero the, dad yeah, and she wants to go to the those shoes it it makes it's just bad. It, it, I mean, it's, it just doesn't play well. Uh, and I mean, the whole thing with Jason Clark, I mean, he becomes almost like comic relief at the end because once he's beaten by the Argentinian thugs that come out of nowhere. Oh my God. That, um, that, uh, that, uh, 
when he's broken up and everything, they're just like pumping him full of rum and he's standing there. He's like, Oh, I'm going to catch a fish. And then they link him to a fish and there he goes right in the ocean after that fish takes him in. Uh, it was just like a poor, poor portrayal of something that when you're dealing with that subject matter, I think audiences today expect it to be handled with more depth and care than it was in this movie. It, um, it kind of unraveled in front of us. And it, that's why I felt like they started writing this movie and said, nah, fuck it. We're good. We're just going to end this how we want it. Like whatever, let's end this some easy way and let's tack on a, uh, tra- um, uh, weird. What's that name of that movie? That's had, uh, Johnny Depp was like a r- random computer. Isn't it? Oh, Trans- Transcendence or something like that. Transcendence, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And I was just like, what? It was a bummer, though, because I feel like they had some interest. Like, there was at least some building blocks for some of these characters and an interesting story at some point. It hit a point and then it just kind of fell off. Well, I got yeah. a, a super Shutter Island type feel in the middle mm-hmm. when he was trying to figure out, like, the world around him. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I still kind of liked it. I I thought it was kind of interesting where the um the business salesman was like, "Oh, that was 20 seconds behind." When like, you know, if you test runtime on uh let's say an application, you know, a lot, one of the big metrics is uh at least on like web dev or any sort of like database management uh software is is runtime, you know, and you want your subroutine uh, in this case, the fisherman, uh, to be working at an optimal rate. Yeah, no, no, but it's seriously, you know, like that you have that character who's the quote unquote rules, which is, is just yeah. strictly computer code. Uh, they said it perfectly. The lighthouse to bind binary on off. And so if your program's not working correctly, uh, runtime is one of the first things that you could look for. Yeah, but that, Character I, also I by Reed Miller, which is problematic. To that to this movie, yeah, because this movie I think doesn't you deserve can't, it. <laughs> you're, you can't, boy, you just can't do it because that character. I can do also it all. I could. I'm Captain America on defending this movie right now because I could do this all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free, but like that character was also problematic in his own. Of For what? Going, I like that character. I mean, I didn't mind the character. But he was problematic from the rest of the movie because he came in and the one thing that he wasn't supposed to do, he ended up doing, was disrupting the protagonist to then break out of his shell of basically going against his own code. Yeah, that and one didn't make sense to me. So it, it, I, I get what you're saying, but even in a video game, if the if uh, a side character just basically pops up, deviates from what is actually was purpose, because his purpose was to give him that weird fishing thing so that he can find the big fish and catch it. Justice. There fish you go. finders aren't really weird, but Fuck. it was that, a weird moment. <laughs> if the well, fish being called Justice was like, bitch, please. Stop yeah, it. that was that was stupid. The fish called but, Justice was dumb. And I would liken that more towards a moderator bot rather than an NPC. So that was a representative of like some backend programming that was going in and cleaning up uh, certain things. Um, that's he wasn't a real character. But I can't even say that because a moderator bot would still put you back online before he even showed up the second time when they were talking on the beach drinking rum, which was a weird flash forward sequence of him tossing the bottle in the actual ocean. Also didn't make any sense. He then also talked to Matthew McConaughey about, oh, wait, your primary objective is to get justice. Getting justice is now killing a man. So 
what this moderator has already told him to do is change the entire code of the video game, which shouldn't happen. Yeah, that and happens all the, the time in games. You know, it should it shouldn't happen because the moderator didn't change it. Something else made it made right. Matthew McConaughey to change it. And thus you would think the moderator want to get him back on the initial plan of the fish finder. But then he just kind of abandoned that and said, Oh, I guess the goal is to then kill this man. Then why doesn't the rest of the video game support that entire directive? Cause then they all should be helping him kill him if that's the main objective, but it wasn't the rest of the game was still focused on him finding the fish and catching the fish. You're not, so you're it, not wrong there. It didn't, it didn't, it, you're not it, wrong it, there. Story's a mess. And so, Whatever, whatever, how you, however you want to kind of boil it down, there's no way you could tell me that that's a good character. I was like, no. She, oh, it's no, a fine no character. Way. I mean, this this movie was a mess. I'm just trying to rationalize where it was coming from. Uh, oh. This movie made us sit through almost two hours of watching a man go fishing for tuna. Like that in itself is kind of a modern miracle that we paid money to go watch a dude go look for tuna for two in hours. The- in the fact that he fishes for swordfish and get all this money for fishing at night yes. randomly, stable jobs, yeah. and stuff. But <laughs> like he gets eight hundred dollars, and I think they talked about the fact that it's it's pretty cheap to live on that island, and it was like cents to get like tackle and wire and fuel was the most expensive, and he get like eight hundred dollars in a row, so he had sixteen hundred dollars in the in a span of a couple of days. I'm like. Where's all this money going? Like, what's, it's like what's, he's trying to do the end game raid, and he's just too lazy to do his dailies. But when he does his dailies, finally he gets his gear score up. So. I mean, just get those dailies, bro. That's what they're there for. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to grind a little bit. Got to grind. Yep. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, just some of the other characters I wanted to just mention briefly, like uh, Jaiman Hansu is totally wasted in this movie. Uh, not only, like, uh, is he, like, just totally shat on as a character, his character just totally doesn't make sense, where he's uh, helps Matthew McConaughey with the boat. Um, he also is a, looks like he's a preacher or a minister on the island as well. But also at the same time, he's a minister that's willing to hire thugs to take out the temptations in Matthew McConaughey's life, and it's uh, and the logic behind where he goes doesn't make sense, and that's like kind of this whole breaking point with uh, the whole idea of this being all in a game is none of the motivations make sense. You should have some logic and like start to see like logic points in the actions of the characters but it never happens it's just random chaos which is happening on this island and with these people and the last character i'd mention is the kid i mean he doesn't really talk in this movie or anything except i think he calls for his dad a couple times uh but he's kind of the actual plot of this movie and so i just wanted to mention him here because um even though he's not really acting in here, we see some shots of him staring at a screen, typing away, grabbing that knife. So the whole end scene where uh, they cut to between the the boat trip where um, Jason Clark finally dies and him grabbing the knife and going and killing his actual uh, stepfather. Um, I, I guess the kid did a good job. I don't know. I mean, the kid wasn't really there for anything besides that, and that's kind of unfortunate because it's a subject matter that could have probably been handled better because I'm sure there are people out there that when it comes to things like 
broken homes and frustrations and how do you do how does someone deal with those frustrations and finding those outlets to escape from a hard reality that you have that this is kind of just throwing it in their face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious about the message that was kind of lasted there. And as I said, we're gonna be bouncing around a little bit talking about plot and story and the characters. The thing that really kind of frustrated me was that ending component. And I know I'm gonna give you a chance to uh talk blue it, but usually in these movies, and they keep calling this a noir thriller, um that the director, the actors, they at least kind of know that there's some there's some sort of message that you're trying to send. I, I can care less of when you're making a movie, TV show, video game. There's always some sort of message. You put the words on the paper, especially if you wrote a movie. And what what exactly are you trying to accomplish here? Um, I was really concerned that the gratification for what. Uh, Stephen Knight put into this movie was a little kid who was no more than 15, 14 years old. Um, The big sort of draw is that he actually kills his stepfather because he was beaten on his mother. And that is like, he's good. He's, he's good to go. There's no downside. He, then he rewrites the video game and runs away to happiness to see Matthew McConaughey. And I'm like, there's some there's some shit that we need to talk about here. Like what I, I always I'm curious about what was his overall sort of goal, his objective, or what was the message that he was trying to send there? Um, was it about Matt, um, Anne Hathaway's character? Because early on we were uh, at least we had like a un um, we had a narrator that was untrustworthy, right? We I thought Matthew I thought Anne Hathaway left Matthew McConaughey, but spoiler alert, you know he died, which I saw that coming mile away. Um, That's the big bullet hole in his chest. That yeah, was I, yeah, I saw that. I was dead like, oh, giveaway. I, I, I think <laughs> nice. I think he. Um, I, I think that was really easy, but it was weird because we thought Anne Hathaway was a bad mother and a bad character because the way that Matthew McConaughey was talking about her and kind of alluding to her. But now knowing that he died and she remarried and got into that whole bad scenario, it also doesn't make any sense. The dialogue that comes up when she says, Oh, you were right. You were right the entire time about dating, dating somebody who's beaten them when they looks like they were together since high school until he went off to the war. So it's just weird. Um, there's just a lot of things that was put into this movie that I, I hesitated. She didn't say that. About it. She didn't say that. The kid says that. The kid yeah. is vindicating yeah, his father's op- opinions on how his mom is, you know? Yeah, but how would he know? Because he wasn't even around at that time. I know, but that's how he's writing the character. He's writing her to be like, you were right. I shouldn't have dated this guy because he beats me. And now yeah. you have to save me. In, in, in a way, it's saying that the kid was right, you know. Uh, also, I, I'll say this. The, the stupid happy ending was like the worst part, in my opinion, about this movie. Um, again, this movie was not good in any stretch of the imagination. I'm defending it far more than I should. But uh, yeah. that scene was particularly terrible. I will say this, Warren, though. They did juxtapose. Well, two things. First of all, this uh, the kind of. There's no real character development because there's no characters except for the kid. Um, There's only plot development. And what we're really seeing is the devolution of someone who goes from a simple coping mechanism uh, to kind of fulfilling that. Uh, My girlfriend's been watching way too many of these serial killer things that we all know. (laughs) They go from, you know, 
pinching themselves to killing cats to killing human beings. It's like, you know, there's a natural kind of like way that you, well, not natural, but this is a outlier cause, but uh, this is something that as a pattern behavior in a lot of these people that it goes from something simple all the way through an escalation. So what we're seeing McConaughey's character is, is the programming is quote unquote changing because the character programming those, those characters is changing with it. Um, and that's where we get the big rule change that like, there's literally a separation of like, Hey, before this rule change, I'm just going to code my game. I'm just going to sit in here. I'm going to escape. I'm going to go for that fish. It's a pure escapism. And then all of a sudden it's, uh, no, this is too far. I need to make a real change. I need to break the rules of my own reality based, you know, quote unquote game. I'm going to kill this mofo. Uh, The other thing is. It's an amazing change, uh, especially after they killed Jason Clark, McConaughey's like scream into the air. (laughs) Yeah. The, oh, oh the, my gosh. <laughs> the other thing is that he didn't come out quite scot-free because he was definitely like, you know, he got charged with second degree murder. He was, you know, he's probably going away to oh, some yeah. sort of detention center, but. Or sanit. I was about to say sanitation. Home. Yeah, I know. Sanitarium. But not as a minor. He's like, what, 13 years old? Yeah. And, I mean, they put him in some type of psychiatric. Yeah, Lord. I mean that's Did where they? that's where yeah that's where we he's, have, no they because we have no idea mother. yeah we have no idea no no he was he was in a psychiatric ward they had him in the plane plane room I mean that's where the, we last see him but they mentioned that he yeah. was released into the care of his mother so we we don't really so he kind of gets what he wants yeah he totally got what he wants he killed the dude yeah <laughs> and, we, and to be fair I sometimes I I kind of on the okay side of this I sometimes like it when movies don't really say what happens next, where it gives you a little bit of the open-ended uh, possibility. Like I sometimes hate when it's just like, Oh, this was re- resolved with a nice bow. Well, because it's more realistic that way when you leave it open-ended because life is not black and white. It's all a bunch of gray with the right. spattering and million other colors in between. It's just weird that they chose to wrap it up with a nice bow when the entire rest of this movie was super vague to me. wasn't entirely sure what's real and what's not. And at the end, they're like, okay, we're good here. Bye. And so I, I just think it's kind of, that's another reason why I think, and I said this a couple of times, it feels like there's a couple of cuts and there's a couple of iterations to this movie. And there's probably more than one script. And it feels like they were like, well, we're just kind of like, let's put this, let's piece this together and see if it works. And I don't think it did. Yeah, I mean, like, this movie is totally baffling of, like, its whole plot and everything. And I just wonder what they were smoking about. In peyote. This, uh, peyote. Yeah, oh, yeah we, peyote. I don't know how many or, times I can say or this. Or ayahuasca. Yeah, salvia. Something, something crazy. <laughs> they were on all of the things. What's the, what's uh, the legal one? Smoke. Spice? The spice. Um, the spice. <laughs> hey, that movie's coming out. We should talk about that later. I can't later. wait. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um... I but yeah, like this whole, I mean, I can get, the, I can get behind an idea of like a movie where we follow these characters all of a sudden we realize everybody's just characters in a video game. Neat concept, but man, they take a roundabout way to getting there in this movie. I mean, you think you've ultimately figure out when the kid is the coder and creating all this that 
okay, McConaughey's character is such is kind of an AI that has become self-aware and understands that he's in a game and it's more of communicating with his son than anything. And it's like, is he his dad or anything? And where I felt like they should have just kind of leaned into that craziness a little bit more and just never answered that if it was actually a video game or not. I thought that would have been more interesting because this whole idea, like every once in a while you have like this kind of erotic adult suspense thriller, then all of a sudden you have these moments where Matthew McConaughey just randomly sees his son while he's swimming in the ocean, or he has a dream and he wakes up at his table and the table's wet and he makes this circle and his son makes the same circle on his desk. Yo, that didn't make any sense though. It didn't make any sense at all. (laughs) But if you had a movie with just like went like the, with the normal like suspense thriller plot, and then you just had these random things in between, they could have really taken like a very David Lynch approach to it and just like, just left it very ambiguous, which I think would have made it a lot better. Um, but um, I think that this movie just kind of looks and plays like one of these movies you would actually see the trailer for on Entourage. This is the actual movie that comes out of those movie trailers. And so that's what we actually watched. Um, but I would say that like probably the most clever plot point is they actually wrote the sheriff off of the island as being on vacation. So, <laughs> so you can actually kill somebody and get away with it scot-free and nobody's none the wiser and it's actually totally justified and everything. Because ultimately this plot is all about this kid is simulating this game or playing this video game, making this video game that he needs to justify to himself these feelings he has towards his stepfather to decide whether or not to kill him or not. And when he has it play out in that virtual world, that's that's it. It's like, okay, this is the point of no return for this kid, which could have been very interesting plot points to follow where even though they have it wrapped in this weird suspense thriller why not why can't they lean into something like um abusive households and mental illness and those feelings of how do you handle that frustration and that uh that that lack of hope in your life to come out of something a very bad situation to better to a better place and it just falls flat on its face when it tries to do this because it's kind of like this movie doesn't really understand what it wants to be or what it is. So they, it feels like they just tacked on this whole video game thing to say, okay, we got a whole mess of a movie here. How do we make it make sense? Oh, I know. Let's put a video game plot into it. <laughs> it just doesn't, man, just a, it's a lot of it just is making a lot of sense, which is unfortunate, but... Yeah. I mean, why would the kid code his mom to be like a terrible porn actress? I don't think she's a porn actress. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on now. She she didn't even say that. I mean, well, she said she I had mean, a lot of lines, but maybe it was the whole daddy stuff on the boat. So Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. But I know that what she was trying to get to is like make sure that Jason Clark character is kind of blindsided by what's about to happen to him. Blow it, what you got? Oh, what are we talking about again? All of it. <laughs> this thing. Just I, all of it. I would just like to say that uh, the kid needed to pick a style and go with it. Um, 
He Plymouth, the island, was uh, it seemed like a Caribbean island uh, that they spoke French, but drove on the right side of the road, left side of the road, um, making right it right side. It was it was English, like they took after the UK, but they spoke French, um, and there was like no. They drove con- on the right side of the vehicles. Yes, uh, and then there was also cornfields. It like that one road looked like like. Kansas, you know, <laughs> or wherever America grows corn. I don't really know or care. Yeah, I um, thought they were in Maine for most of the time for some reason. It was like, like the, he just needs to he needs to pick a geographic location, maybe Wikipedia about that location, and then do you know a little bit better there. His world I design, the, his world design was crappy. Is what I'm I, I love the I love the moment where Matthew McConaughey's character Baker Dell is uh, getting the maps out. <laughs> he's getting larger and larger maps and he's like he got the world making, map found. He's, he's, he's just like putting stuff in he sticks a knife in one he like puts a bottle of rum on the other edge I'm like you didn't need to do that you you could already tell that that's all gonna be yeah. the same map right I, I I chuckled I chuckled at that part I'm like that's hilarious I, I had a good time at that part oh dude I laughed out loud several times during this movie oh, yeah. when uh when before we knew what was going so I warned this I had literally no idea what this movie was about um I just knew that we had to watch it to do this podcast and so I did um when we see Mr. Irons take his shoes off and then wade into the water and it was just like apparently that's a character and then we don't see him again for 25 minutes we're like what was that Mr. Strong, not Mr. Irons. Oh, Strong, whatever. <laughs> you're, you're just confused the shit out of everybody right now. Irons Jeremy got, Irons is not in this movie. Irons kind of strong, so. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought that was also going to be something a bit more impactful, that he shows up late, he shows up late, he shows up late, he finally shows up early at the right time, all to just give him this weird fish finder, but not really. It it's just kind of weird. Um, I also wanted to see who the heck Dr. Bob was. Cause I thought for sure that Dr. Bob was going to be his kid. I was also putting a lot yeah. of weird theories on there too, but I'm like, who's, who is this Dr. Bob? If people are telling you to go to this, are they, is that, is that how they get their memory wiped or is that they're deleted? Was Duke, this other person that's already been reformatted a couple of times, like maybe Dr. some Bob other stuff. Trash can. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, that was big, a huge miss for me too. Is I really wanted to see him because they built him up over like, you know, half the movie is like, or her. Yeah, that's true. Him or her. Yeah. Um, but let's elaborate. The fact that they were missing the doctor almost goes back to the neglect that the parents had towards the child. In which case, an, a good therapist could have resolved the situation without murder. How metaphors boom no. No. totally we never no. saw the doctor the kid never saw the doctor unhinged mental disorder ends in murder how do we know the kids never saw the doctor well it's implied because i said so that's not no shut up you're just putting in things that you think <laughs> could work in this movie no he never, he never saw we, the doctor and he killed that guy i'm saying Neglect, the child was, neglect was a huge part of it and not getting your kid adequate medical care, including vaccinations. Uh, yes, we're going there. Uh, including, including that addict, it miss, uh, 
inadequate medical care towards your children is a form of child neglect. I would love if that was a thing that the director was trying to go for in this movie. Dude, I should write a a companion piece that goes with this and then have everyone like we'll we'll do it in in waves. Like people that have seen this movie chime in. If you've never seen this movie and you're listening to this podcast, we just ruined it for you. Uh, If you see this podcast, you're like, I'm thinking about checking that out. Uh, have your friends that also listen to this tell you to talk to me. I'll write up my synopsis. You read that and then go see the movie and see what you think about it. That explanation made almost as much sense as this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I've been smoking peyote for the last time. (laughs) Just getting ready for the Super Bowl. I'm just going to smoke peyote for three weeks straight. Why not? All right. What else do we have to talk about? You want to bring up about this movie here? Um, I mean, Diane Lane's character, I guess, if like the others are like classes, I guess she's a vendor. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's so a quest, she quest giver. Sex for money or money for sex? No, she got to uh, catch the kitty, which is the worst metaphor I've heard. Like. Yeah, the whole taming oh, the kitty so thing, bad. and how does the cat like walk from one island to another? And everybody's still like, "Oh, cat, you got to go back home. It'll, it'll take eight hours, but you got to go it's, back home." It's one island. I mean, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's one island, but it's also not real. I like the I fact know. that there was these weird. I like the fact that they did mention um, that there was these weird kind of tasks and games that was always being uh, littered in to help. Um, uh, distract him from other uh, his actual goal, and uh, I mean, like any other again video game, I was like, oh, that's I think that's pretty interesting, that's pretty cool, yeah. but it, yeah. maybe like one or two lines that was okay. Yeah, it was just weird because, like, kind of part of me wants this to be like this neat exploration of artificial intelligence where Matthew McConaughey is self aware. Oh, and also. The whole explanation behind why he chose the name is just the most absurd shit ever. Serenity or justice? No, his Baker Dell or Baker Uh, Dill. Like that whole conversation where it's like, I know like you chose that because of your mathematics professor was your favorite professor in college and his name was Dylan Baker and like no, don't <laughs> don't oh, try to I mean define that. That's <laughs> terrible. Just make it just consider it a fake name and keep on passing. You don't need a conversation. That that was it. that was wasted dialogue. Um, I would just like to think that, uh, Diane Lane got so bummed out from doing Batman versus Superman that she's just like, sure, it's gotta be a better script than this. (laughs) Also, I will say this, but, um, but, uh, to to respond immediately to that, uh, the whole thing about the AI coming self-aware, um, I think that's been overdone. I actually do uh, respect no Westworld like that totally was that. I mean, I mean Westworld even, does it beautifully too. Right. So. You could even spoiler make it, alert. Yeah, yeah, that's AIs right. are in Westworld, spoiler alert. Yeah, Westworld or what was that movie or a book that I that's like? 50 years old. Yeah, right. They've already Replicas? made a movie. Replicas AI. Yeah. <laughs> AI becoming self-aware, guys. Yeah, I just yeah. said it. It's it's one of those things that I actually power suits. I, I would apply applaud them for doing something different. Than just your stereotypical, like, what makes a human, quote unquote, is it like the ability to, you know, you're not defining yeah, what humanity I mean, is. It's it's more of that case study of, of a broken home. Now, 
I'll agree with you guys that I think you had to really look for that theme to find it. But that was the central theme, not any sort of like AI shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, like, what if the abusive stepdad was actually abused by writing a virus that was that was modeled after his wife and put into the game to disrupt the dad AI? What? Yeah, yeah I. I mean, I, that's kind of like. That's kind of the feeling I got, like, where, like, Anne Hathaway's character was put in here to disrupt uh, Baker Dill's life, like, this life that he found and everything, even though he's struggling and everything in it, that she's here to just cause upheaval that he doesn't need. And so that could have been an interesting twist on it, is that, that her character is not part of the program, that she is a outside influence introduced into the software that would have been great that's the that matrix w- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh what if but have you seen the matrix as an erotic suspense thriller though that's what that's the also is. the matrix <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if what if matthew mcconaughey's character was the abusive father and he's, that's that bullet hole, but that bullet hole that we thought was in his chest was actually a knife stab wound. Ah, interesting. Well, that would have been an interesting take on it where Matthew McConaughey is the abusive father, but they he reprograms him as normal so that he can try and connect to his father. Yeah, that would have worked. That would have been neat. But neat exploration. I should be a movie director. It's, it's not what happened, but... I'm aware that's not what happens. Bitch, you got to do acting first. For you. <laughs> yeah. um, I, the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, this score is just as dysfunctional as this movie. <laughs> like this movie opens up where you're you're zoom you're zooming into the kid's iris, and then it opens up to the ocean, and you're getting like this almost like Miami Vice like big drums intense score happening at the beginning of the movie and then when the camera pans up and you see two old drunk dudes on a fishing boat and it's still going dun, 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 and you're like what the hell is this is this like jaws or something um it's like none of the music makes sense and it there's no pattern to it it's it's weird that they keep jumping between like these super heavy like suspense sounds and then Kind of like a like a live action Disney like feel good moment score as well. It 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 just is all over the place. It's crazy. Which so, is interesting because the this composer worked on it, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, and Hidden Figures. So, that's is this wild. Concept? No, he no, worked no. on it. It was he was oh, he oh, was he the was. main. No, no, I just said he worked on these actual scores, so he's known. Oh, for so he's now. not. He wasn't. Nah, yeah. Oh, I thought I was calm, like calm Dunkirk down. was calm amazing. Down. <laughs> it's like Hans Zimmer. No, but he got nominated for a Golden Globe, and he ha- he won another five more. So this guy knows what he's doing. He actually did the hidden figures and he got nominated for um Blade Runner because he also did Blade Runner that was oh, shared okay. with Tom Zimmer. So. Wolfish. Oh yeah. Oh I think he phoned it on this one. I thought Blade Runner was Hans Zimmer. 
Well, it looks like they shared that. Oh, okay. Yep. So. Yeah, um, I mean, the the only thing I'd say about that is they mentioned Miami a bunch. So I thought this, I think it was also a bit of a red herring. I think that this island was close off of Miami, but Miami is where the kid lived. And so when they found the body, when they found the body in the water, right? Remember the uh, police report at the end was his with his stepfather's body in the water. I it was Miami. Uh, I forget exactly where it was. I don't know. I took Miami as like Tahiti trash. No, no, Miami was the real place. Plymouth was some irrelevant data point. Miami is where the kid actually lived. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying the music. I I I can kind of get why it's a little bit more Miami. That's where the kid actually is. That's the only. That's like the only. He also. uh, I'll defend this uh, again with Warren, where there was a couple times where the guy was driving through like the cornfields because tropical islands have cornfields, and they were playing like country music, and I was just like, dude, this is so weird. Like, why? That honestly, the first time I noticed that it was corn was because it was country music. I was like, why are they playing banjo guitars for like a tropical paradise island? Yeah. And then I looked, I'm like, why is there corn? And I, I, if you're a botanist <laughs> and there's, and there's the steering wheels on the right side of the truck. Yeah. Well, some of those islands do, I assume, right. They're British controlled, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so I think that's, I could, I could somewhat excuse it for some kid having, uh, terrible music placement. Oh, you know what else movie had corn in it when he was driving really fast? Interstellar. Spoiler alert! What's, I still what's the connection? I still haven't seen uh, Interstellar. So fuck's wonderful. Fuck you, blew it. Um, yeah, I only wish I could like drive down a street and just park in the middle of the street, and everybody's cool with it. I would oh, I, on an island. Oh, you could do that. that in the Midwest. That's a okay. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though, that it seems like some of this universe was kind of holding him back. Really, the only point when he was trying to get up before uh, 5 a.m. and his body was like stuck. You remember that? Part? That was Although, cool. He's trying to run a yeah. red light. Too, yeah, so. he couldn't do that. And I'm like, where? Uh, OK, where was this at the throughout the movie? <laughs> yeah, maybe the kid was asleep, right? Like, no. I would love for them to kind of explore that. Well, maybe he literally wasn't kind of coding that, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Like, maybe there's some reason why this universe does stop him from doing certain things. It's because code's it, code. It, you can't yeah, but it, not it, do it. it just, but it was just messy because he did not catch that fish that he was supposed to the entire movie. Code so. is the rules. Yeah. And we, we all know what we feel about ruse. Ruse is ruse. Rules. King and North. I am the rules. So let's move into our conclusion and our final wrapping up of this. Brylin, what would you tell people about this movie? Would you recommend it? And if you don't recommend it, what's a better movie that you would tell people to go watch in theaters right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is a terrible bonkers as hell film. Um, It's, Gonna be a, on a future episode of how did this get made? Most definitely. Um, if I was gonna recommend this or replicas, I'd have to say just go see replicas because you can at least enjoy Keanu's Keanuing everywhere. Yeah, I didn't say replicas. I think Keanuing is stronger than McConaughey. No way. At this point, no way. I mean, I mean, even though you get more butt in this one, so some people might appreciate more butt. 
Mocha will. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't say replicas. I just said another movie. <laughs> that was in theaters at this time. I mean, at this time, I mean, go see Glass again. <laughs> or go see, um, go see A Dog's Way Home. No, we went oh, to go see... God. We, went, we went to go see... Uh, uh, we See, go, uh, see Spider- Drag- go see Dragon Ball Super Broly. Uh, yeah, that's not on a list. I was real upset about yeah, that. By the way, you gotta that. pay money for a movie. You gotta what make me pay money. Twenty eighteen. Fuck out of here. Uh, blew it. Uh, what would you tell people about this movie? Would you recommend it? If not, what's a better TV show that you would tell them to watch instead? I really like this movie. Uh, not in a good way, but just in a bad way. Um, <laughs> That being said, uh, I, I got, I don't know, nothing to live your life. You'd go watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Hopefully America's team wins. Yes. I the Dallas w- Cowboys aren't in it. Oh, that's not been America's team for 40 years now. The Patriots. Um, no, seriously, uh, I probably would pass it too. It's not like, don't watch it on video when it's out. I feel like this is a good Netflix movie where you can just like scroll or through your phone Netflix. and just like chime in every once in a while uh yeah i mean i uh although i can't say tell everybody to watch this movie um it was pretty problematic kind of all over the place i just wouldn't want you to kind of waste your time if you have you know two hours to spell spare definitely go check out one of the two documentaries on fire festival because it is hilarious and you will definitely be and you will be entertained for sure Absolutely, for sure. So if you have, if you don't know what anything about the Fire Festival or what Fire is, definitely go check it out. I would start with the Netflix one, um, and then uh, go watch the Hulu, and then look up some of the information because I think that's going to be a bit better than what this movie um, kind of gave us. This movie made fi- uh, right under five million dollars, but they did not post what their production budget was. I can only imagine they lost where's, a lot of money. Where's Ja? <laughs> Where's Ja? <laughs> and with that, we are the Down in Front Podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in and kind of joining. Thank you so much, Blue It. Thank you much for Brylin for kind of hanging out on this lovely evening. Mouth of the South, Brylin, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can find me promoting my own version of a fish finder on Twitter at Brylin, B-R-I-L-U-N-D. You can also find me posting many movie and TV reviews on Instagram at I am Brylin, trying to finish up some things so I can post up there hopefully very soon. Uh, Shredder, what you got going on? Uh, where can we find more of your work? And I uh, know that you have a show coming up. Yeah, we do. Uh, I think first week of February. Might be the second, technically. I think it's the second weekend. You're two weekends. Terrible. Two week. Two weekends from now, I think. Some somewhere. Is, in it that a, is, it, is Tom Brady going to be there? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully he'll just be at home, uh, mouth kissing his kids because he just doesn't. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> if you want to uh, reach out to us, you can certainly reach out to us at My News Music, My News Band, at most major platforms. Also, uh, check us out. We uh, live stream sometimes. Um, we live stream at Watch Jesse Smoke Peyote uh, at Twitch TV. Um, that is definitely a, that is definitely a Twitch channel already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this this could be. This could be. <laughs> Uh, this movie was shot in uh, 
Maruitis, which is uh, Republic of uh, Maruitis. looks like it's near the Indian Ocean, by the way. But they primarily speak French. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But Oh, I did love the drone shots in this. The CGI sucked on the fish. But the drone shots I really thought were cool. Very amateurist. But it- but, but it's close. Cool. Yeah, it was shot at least in Africa, but there's only one black guy that we saw here. Who knows? Check out more of our work at downinfrontpodcast.com. We have our Twitter. We have our Patreon. I mean, we are just literally about everywhere. So I appreciate you so much. Um, check out our Twitter at underscore DAFP. Facebook is facebook.com slash downinfrontpodcast. We're actually on Reddit. So if you do want to post on some Reddit, we do be posting a couple different things and start some conversations on there. Um, we have a Discord channel too. So we post that information when we actually release the the actual episode just to have people kind of hang out with us and kind of chat with us more and more um we also going to be having our patreon so if you like what we're doing you want to support us patreon.com slash sound front podcast anything and everything is great uh is going to be helpful so we appreciate it so much uh brylan what is our next review our next review will be decided very soon Oh, right. I remember that. So stay tuned, folks. Ah, Yeah, I'm excited about the next review because hopefully it's going to be something good. It's going to be something good. Everybody, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy the evening and go Rams. Don't listen to this guy. Good night.